Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Nolo Time. My name is Ovid Velas and with me is the man with a phobia of getting foreign objects into his body, Mr. Julian. Listen, <laughs> I am very strict with my body. <laughs> Obed, oh. sees my, Obed knows my lunches. Whew. I exercise. You, yeah, you're, you're, refer, a, we're your referring body, to food. Your body yeah. is a temple. You're referring That's to That's all I'll say that I'll say no more. <sighs> I'll Joe, say no more. How you doing, buddy, man? It's man, it's, it's going, dude. It's it's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so we're, we're, we've got the giggles, guys. Yeah, there's there's we, some stuff we've been uh yeah. having a great conversation about. Yeah, and we're caught up in uh in pretty much everything we're going to talk about. Like I've, oh, I've, I've hung out with Joe plenty this week, so oh. so we're pretty caught up. So we're uh we're very relaxed today. We know what's up. <laughs> yeah, even even with some some uh, I would say uh, very important updates that yeah. we we will talk about here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, so we have a very packed show for you guys. Uh, Joel, just real quick, how you doing, dude? Yeah, yeah, doing good. Um, I've spent the last couple uh, days, you know, uh, just really trying to uh, catch up on life, different things. You know, there's some uh, different things that, I, that I've had, stuff to take care of that's that's kept me pretty busy. Um, so I've not found as much time to game as I'd like. Um, I did get the chance to go ahead and watch the latest Star Wars The Clone Wars. And many of you know Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. It's back it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, I know, Obed, you're going through and you're rewatching. watching uh, You're almost yeah. done kind of re-watching uh, the entirety up, it's, up until Season 7 now. Correct. Um, and at the time of us recording this right now, uh, the latest episode, episode two of season seven is actually out right now. I have not seen that one yet. I've only seen episode one. I must see episode two probably uh, after this. But, um, but yeah, so, it, you know, they've jumped right back into it. The Bad Batch is the name of this episode. Um, it has a nice feeling, uh, with non-spoiler review here, it has a nice feeling to um, season three. With some of the stuff they did with the uh, the clones uh, group okay. together, there's this kind of renegade group of clones that they have together with the original clones. It's called Star Wars, you know, the Clone Wars. So it's nice to have the very first episode being clones, not Jedi's, right? Like it's yeah, very very clone heavy. Um, and you know, like I know people watch it for the Jedi's, people watch it for the Force. I know that's most people's watching, but I think I have a better understanding of like we we. This is what the so strong point of the show is that even the the characters that um, don't usually get the limelight do in this kind of uh, a series. So I look forward to see what episode two is, how that goes. Um, I'll probably you know catch everyone up on that next week. Um, but yeah, Star Wars is back. Another thing, uh, Disney Plus staying strong here. We you know it's this is kind of that spread out um, for for us nerds content. You know, so we've got this now that we'll have uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up next. Um, and then, of course, the WandaVision, which is going to be a real Italian for the 2021 uh, Doctor Strange movie, which is my most anticipated uh, next phase uh, Marvel film. So Disney Plus, you know, putting on a nice showcase. You know, yes, it's there's not as much content. I think people keep compl- I've heard some people could be complaining now where they're like, it was really cool first. And now I'm like, I want more new stuff. I want more new stuff. I think it's because we're comparing it to something like a Netflix and whatnot. Yeah. But the library is so rich. There's so much stuff on it that I'm, I feel like to spend this smaller amount of money to have access to multiple things. DVD, like I don't own these, some of these DVDs. I don't own some of this content. I have the ability just to stream right away and a nice, uh, nice platform. 
um, yeah, I've been, I'm happy with my investment in Disney Plus, to say the least. Um, and yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, Bad Batch is good. So I look forward when you watch it, Obed. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I'm, I'm only one episode left on, on season six. So yeah. I'll, just, I'll just start it uh, more than likely over the weekend. Uh, I'll watch both new episodes. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, just like, like I said before, I I watched the first two seasons and then I really fell off and I and I had it on my Netflix queue for years and I never <laughs> went back and watched it, you know. And it was and then it was off of Netflix. Uh, I want to say about a year ago, right? Over over two years ago, maybe. And and now that's available on Disney Plus, then I took the opportunity to basically uh, binge it. I'm gonna do Rebels next uh, after that, and then after that, I'm probably just gonna re up my uh, my Crunchyroll. And and watch me some some hero, because <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, my hero academia. These seasons supposed to be real good. I haven't watched any of the episodes, so I'll start binging basically on that. Uh, I was all caught up all the end. I watched let the all the way up to the end of season three, but I'm looking forward to catching up on that. Um, yeah, not much on my end. Um, still going at the stranding and. I think I'm doing pretty good progress. Uh, I'm not really doing any of the side stuff. Uh, there's, there's basically unlimited amount of of side stuff uh, on that game. I heard that if you were to do all the the side stuff, that game is basically like 300, 400 hours or something like that. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, so I'm just I'm just trying to do the story stuff because I just want to, you know, uh, just want to experience the story, uh, which is cool. You know. If you do the site stuff, you get better equipment, you get upgrades, and you get a better, you know, a better connection between uh, between the people that you're helping. Uh, so it's it's important, um, you know. If I find a package laying around that it's on and, and and I'm light on on cargo, I'll grab it and I'll I'll just take it over to the next station and 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 do that. Uh, they do give you like an automated uh, deliver like a delivery bot, basically. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's it's bad. Because <laughs> all your packages get ruined on the way there, um, so I'd rather just do stuff myself. Uh, but I, I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good progress. Um, I really can't say where I am right now, uh, just not to not to spoil stuff. But um, but there was some some important stuff story wise that happened. Some explanation on how certain people look the way they do and and the why and in, it's a. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Like it's a Kojima game. It's yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I got to the, you know, I, I think I talked about it last time, the first like big action sequence. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, not much just uh, going to that. I, I didn't watch anything new over the weekend. Um, doing some, uh, some experimenting on emulation again uh, with CPS to uh, arcade games. So that, you know, basically Capcom system to, games and so far it's okay uh i'm getting some hitches with the emulator but i think it's just my computer my computer is just not not up to par so mm. um so i'm in the market I, I started looking around to see hopefully by the summer i can upgrade my equipment and be able to do some more light gaming but yeah man not, not much happening um there is a lot happening oh yeah there. Um, oh boy, where do we where do we begin? So I think we can we can start with the big one and then I think the rest kind of relates to that in a, in certain ways, uh at least for the first part of uh of the podcast. But 
Joe, the big news this week is that uh, unannounced to, I guess, the general public, this has been common knowledge among uh, company leadership and the board of directors. But Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, has basically resigned. He resigned uh, effective immediately. When was it? Uh, Tuesday, right? That's right. And that was like out of nowhere for all of us. It's like, oh, crap. I texted. I, I called you when I saw it because we were just talking like five minutes before that. And then I went down uh, back to uh, to my work area and and then it happened. I was like, oh, crap. Bob, I quit. Uh, we'll talk later. So and then we caught up, uh, you know, between yesterday and today. So uh, crazy stuff, man. So. The big thing here, uh, two things. Uh, Bob Chapek would be, uh, is the guy taking over. I remember Chapek because he was on a call when I worked at Disney. Wow. Uh, when, uh, when we were doing our Disney consumer products, like uh, closing week uh, phone call to make sure that everything went well uh, with Disney consumer products. Uh <clears throat> Chapek was uh, uh, was the president of, of uh, DPC back then, uh, or DCP. I'm sorry, uh, and uh, and 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 he was on a, and he was on a call. And I remember Bob, and uh, he was sounded like a pleasant guy. Okay. So there's my interaction with Bob. Hey, uh, more you know, than th- me. this was more about like six years ago, but uh, you know, from what I can tell, uh, he was he was well liked in that department. Mm. Uh, and then uh, after that. Uh, he he moved on to uh, when when they reorganized uh, or basically merged consumer products, interactive media, and parks, uh, and, and into into one. Um, so he's been he's a Disney veteran, been in Disney for twenty five years, uh, has experience with uh, with studios, has experience with distribution, has experience with consumer products, has experience with parks and resorts. So this guy's is. Is he's the real deal, right? He's has experience and everything, uh, you know, company wide. So I think he's a good choice. Um, I would have, I would have liked to see Stags. I, I don't know. I'm, I can't remember if, if Tom Stags is still at Disney. I can, I can fact check. Uh, but uh, from what I've heard, they, uh, they, well, you know, Tom Stags was also well liked uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, when, when I was back at Disney. So, um, yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, we can talk about what's going to happen in the, you know, in the near future and what he's doing. But, Joel, what do you think about this, man? Yeah, I think this is big news, a surprise to most of us. And, and when I say surprise, for you and I, it was more so surprised of like, a, hey, this just happened. He's leaving versus like there wasn't um, like, oh, he's now phasing out or at the end of his contract. That would make sense, right? His contract ends December of 2021. Um, and it was expected because for a long time, Iger has been trying to <laughs> resign. Uh, he's been trying to re- resign, basically retire from Disney at, at this point, you know, and, 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 you know, he's, he's just so good at what he does. You know, I'm not trying to, to, to worship the guy, but the fact is he's just so good at what he does. You and I talked about his accomplishments. You're looking at a guy that's uh, big in the Marvel acquisition, big in the Lucasfilm acquisition, you know, big in the Disney Plus stuff that happened, big in the 20th Century Fox acquisition. Dude, I think the most important one is he freaking saved Pixar. Like, Pixar, Because yep. pick the, the, the relationship with Pixar was ruined by Michael Eisner when Eisner was CEO. Right. So he burned that bridge. 
And then uh, when the board uh, voted Eisner out and, and Iger took over, he basically like salvaged that relationship and eventually like almost right away merged with Pixar. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's big. Yeah, his accomplishments is not small is what we're trying to say. This is like some stuff that literally is going to go in the record books. I mean, from just if you're not even a fan of just Disney, you're just an economist, you look at the, the way he structured these incredible massive deals, not once, not twice, not three. I mean, he this guy just kept making big, big deals to the point that you were you could sit back and have discussions of like, well, what if, you know, Disney was going to go buy, you know, Sony pictures, like that kind of stuff would never have been talked about beforehand to that point. And this guy made these kinds of realities where he was really trying to accumulate talent, change the game, reshuffle the cards and do things in a really incredible way to put Disney in a, in a place where they, they're able to have franchises that are staples um, for them outside of just the mouse himself. So, you know, and Disney, Disney was, was well before, but he really got them far, far ahead. But to your point, Obed, about um, Bob uh, Chebec, him being, you know, now the new CEO. Uh, it's funny. We go from Bob to Bob. It's worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob and Bob from corporate. Got Bob and Bob from corporate, the <laughs> name of the episode. Um, you know, going from, from Bob to Bob, like, you know, yes, it doesn't sound like really it doesn't sound as well. It's like he has an enormous um, experience from maybe the film side. You know, he has experience, but maybe not as big as some people may recognize right away. But it's important for us to note that he has someone like Iger who's still existing in the company, he's stepping down as CEO, but he's still a chairman until his contract ends in 2021. Basically, Iger is going to be leading the creative side right now. So he's able to kind of really shepherd because he is the one who has experience in that, right? Like, like you know, Bob right now stepping into his new CEO position, he's he's going to have to adapt with that. So that's, that's why I think this is the the right timing and the right way to do it rather than him just having this dumped on him and like, Hey, figure it out as you go. Yeah. He's being, he's, he's been already being groomed for it, but now he's really going to be have like a test run with the guy who already did successfully standing right next to you to help lead yeah. the way, which is really cool. Um, you know, look, if it sounds like he has a lot of Disney parks experience as this is like where he's really strong suit. That's awesome now that the Disney Parks guy is in charge of the company because I think their parks is one of my most favorite things. I could care less about certain movies, and but and yet when I go to the park, I'm just being straight with you. When I go to the park, like I don't care about the dinosaur movie, but I like the dinosaur ride. Look, like if there, if you can, <laughs> if you can, you know, give us good experiences now yeah. at the top. That that's what matters. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, curious. I'm not gonna say it's gonna going to be great. We don't know, but yeah. I'm very curious. And Iger's gonna still be serving as chairman of the board until the end of 2021 and basically so here's where we can start and speculate speculate and and come up with with theories and and whatnot one thing that i want to address though joel um before we we proceed a, a lot of like man baby youtube channels have started like disaster Bob Iger quits over Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger quits and he's piecing up. So, and, and this, you know, Disney's a disaster. Come on. Are you, are you, uh, I, first of all, first of all, I mean, who are you lying to about this crap? <laughs> come on. I mean, Who's no one believes, that? no one yeah. believes you. Right. Uh, they've, they've come out from their biggest year ever and, and it's a disaster. Absolutely not. 
<clears throat> Disney Plus is doing just fine. Um, uh, one thing that I've seen Joe many times while while researching right and wa- and watching this sort of sort of content, which I sh- I shouldn't be, you know, I'm not promoting any channels, um, but I am. Uh, I, I I guess I, I shouldn't be sponsoring, but I really want to take you know different take. I, I want to listen to different takes and and see what's out there. You know, it's a. a uh, I can I can listen to Xbox Xbox fanboy channels. I've done I've done it in the past uh, and laughed, and and this is basically what I what I what I've been doing. Uh, they've been saying like the parks are a disaster and and Galaxy's Edge is a disaster and everything's a disaster, dude. Have you even been seriously? It's like have these people even been been to the parks? I went to the park on off season. For my daughter's birthday last year, who could even freaking walk, dude? Absolutely, it was uh, no. Come on, uh, this guys. I really don't know where they're getting their sources from. Well, they're not. They don't go to the parks. They don't live in the area. Whatever. They don't whatever even have to go into the park. Go ahead and pull. Get download the Disney Experience app and check I'm, the wait times. And check the wait times per stop. Yeah. You'll be like, uh, wait a second. People have to wait like that long. Two Just hours for the Haunted Mansion. Right. Yeah, dude. Right. It's ridiculous. So I don't know if it's a small world. Come on. Yeah. I don't know whether these people are getting their information, but this disaster that's happening, it's not. Yeah. There's it's facts not. that they bunked that right away. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you can definitely tell that, you know, uh, I'll, and here's where we can go into the speculation, right? Um, he said he's going to, uh, while he's chairman, he's going to concentrate on creative. Many people think I'm actually, on board with this train of thought is that um, a big, there's a coup brewing in Lucasfilm right now. Um, it has been, it's been, you know, talked for a couple of weeks now that, uh, that apparently, and we haven't talked about it in the show, um, but there is like people with sources with, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Right. So we're, we're basically uh, talking about, a you know, speculation. Yep. But there's there's people saying that uh, that that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are are mounting a coup uh, at Lucasfilm, and and they want Kennedy out because they've been affected with uh, some of her some of her choices and what apparently happened with J.J. Abrams and Rise of Skywalker and what happened between her and Mark Hamill. So all these things, right? So I guess employees are mounting a coup, um, and and something you know must be done. So. I mean, the big rumor is that that she is going to be, you know, basically a, a, a figurehead, so to speak, um, but that Iger will be the one making the final creative decision uh, decisions on what concerns to Star Wars going forward. Um, I'm, I'm on board with this theory, Joe, until the right person's, you know, selected to lead Lucasfilm after... Kathleen Kennedy uh, leaves, which is what 2021. So we got you know, at least one more year. I think that's what's happening. I think Iger is going to take the reins and and take care of the of the creative side of Lucasfilm because they need it. Um, I and more than likely he's going to try and help that new person transition into the role in a smoother way. Mm. whoever that person will be 
and then he's gonna leave and chill out he's gonna turn you know he's gonna retire he's gonna enjoy his millions he's gonna buy a basketball team and, and move for move on right um i'm on board with this theory joel and it's because of what's been happening with star wars and i i know that uh that fans are important to bob Iger. Uh, that was clear to me when I worked at Disney back then. It was clear to me when I went on my on my third round at Disney when I was a contractor. Um, and and it's clear to me now that you know uh, that he's leaving. He really do he, he really does care about people's experiences with the brand, and and something needs to be done. So it's a it's a bold move. It's a it's a it's a you know big deal decision right that was made but i, I in, in my opinion that's that's what's happening joe yeah i think i think it's no surprise that it's not just the fan response because you know fans don't entirely run the box office and i hate to say that i know people would be like what are you talking about joel like We've got power. Like at the end of the day, it's the general consumer, right? That consists yep. sometimes of fans, consists of casuals, consists of 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 just the general audiences around the world. And um, Star Wars fan, Star Wars is massive, some of the biggest fandoms for sure. But I think even some casual people will tell you that um, maybe things that were so that should be more hype for them or more um, they should be more excited about within the Star Wars franchise. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, didn't hit home the way it was expected to. And um, looking at the understanding from a background standpoint, how much, how often we keep getting these really scary stories. It's like, okay, this person, you know, is being removed from the project in the middle of the project and because, you know, she didn't like the script or whatever. It sounds like this is too much of a recurring theme. And I could easily see that, like, like there's there's no shock if there's an official word of like look this is a literal reorg or um or even to that point a literal dismissal um which can happen um I don't think that they would want to do that because of you know who this person is in the Hollywood space like yeah because wanna, of optics you know, yeah, yeah yeah it's not it's probably not the way they'd want to be seen <laughs> but at the same point like there's you're gonna get a headline sooner than later like take it to the bank guys about something that's official, not just people's opinions of Kathleen, but some type of official change I think is going to happen very soon. This is probably, again, this is much bigger, like just to be expected. Bob's not stepping down because of Star Wars. He's, this is bigger than that. Like, this is not the reason yeah. he's doing it. I mean, yeah. but it's definitely um, important soul to the Disney brand and important to their overall yeah. image. So it's, it's a factor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that's been very important. I mean, how, how many times we've seen it with uh, movies that bomb with that, that when Disney releases a movie that bomb, like greatest example I can give you, like John Carter, like right. they don't, they don't even like, whoa, whoa, that movie. Oh, we don't, we don't know anything about John Carter. So, because, you know, it was a, a bad movie that people didn't go see and it was just a, a bad experience. Uh, you know, we were talking about, <laughs> again, we were, we were talking about, uh, song of the south just jokingly the yeah. other day and 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 it's one of those things right it's you know it's it's buried they don't they don't even recognize it as an official like release yes there's like stuff based on it like a very popular ride of magic kingdoms based off of 
uh, Song of the South, but they don't they don't uh, recognize Song of the South to be actually uh, a Disney property per oh, se. That's, that's that's like the uh, Song of the South. Who is that? What is that? Doesn't exist. Like yeah. it's like wiped from their memories. Um, exactly. The good di- the good dinosaur. I mean, good like, dinosaur. There's some <laughs> random ones that people are like. Oh yeah, that was a Disney movie. Disney's very smart. At, like let's the, do the disappear. The good dinosaur is so bad that they don't even play it on like Disney Junior or anything. No, it's no. yeah. So <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's a lot. So they they do try to to clean up their their mess, right? There's definitely there's a mess with Star Wars. There's no question about it, right? As much as we love it, as much as I like the you know Rise of Skywalker, there's a mess, and the mess yeah, needs to yeah. be the mess needs to be cleaned up. And and for the next year or so, he's gonna be the cleaner. That's my that's my opinion. Uh, we're gonna talk about you know the the uh, Grand Republic and 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 or the High Republic and all that uh, here in a minute, but. Uh, just real quick, Joel, it was announced also just yesterday that uh, Spielberg will is no longer directing uh, Indiana Jones 5 uh, and that Lucasfilm is uh, reaching out to James Mangold to replace Spielberg. Mm. If Spielberg has a disagreement with Kennedy, do you know things are bad, dude? Because I'm, I said this a few weeks ago that she would she was at her best when she worked with Spielberg. And if, if this, if there's a, an actual rift between them, they've been working together since, you know, like for like 40 years. Oh yeah. If there's a rift between them, dude, then, then there's something happening that there's something going on. And, and at this point, you know, um, just, speculation that there's a problem uh, in my opinion is no longer speculation there is an internal problem and and it needs to be addressed and um you know i th- i think the approach that they are that they're having with this new uh you know uh, high republic property that they're introducing um i think the approach is good i have my criticism on it as well we can talk about it in a minute but um, yeah, Joel, uh, what about, what about this indie stuff and, and Spielberg? It caught me by surprise. I wasn't aware of it. So you made me aware of it. So somehow, some way it slipped, slipped through the cracks of the news I was seeing. And when I did see it, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, wait, Spielberg wouldn't leave indie? Like really? And then like, I'm reading this stuff and seeing these articles by, I believe it was variety was the ones who did the exclusive. And I'm just like, hold on one second. Like, this guy's been doing this. Uh, even the reports say, it's, you know, it's, he's been doing the indie franchise for forever. It's been his baby. He's been working with Kathleen for a very long time. Um, you know, now you've got the Disney brand behind you. Like you would think, okay, this is the best case scenario for this thing to just be a beautiful match made. You got Harrison Ford involved. So, so just to just to be clear, uh, basically, uh, Kennedy has worked with Spielberg on on every movie of his. Since Raiders of the Lost Ark, yes, since 1981. Now, come on, dude. So they, so they, they know, they know each other. They've been doing this for a long time. They know how each other work. It sounds like two friends getting together. Like I said, you have Disney brand behind you. It just sounded like a, a great recipe for a great success. And so, for one big person who's been in this franchise for 39 years, decides to say, "I'm out. I can't. I can't do this." 
I'll be a producer, but there's script according to Harrison Ford, script issues is what's directly the reason why that this yeah. has, this has been delayed. The same problem is, that that's been going on with Star, Star Wars. Dude. That's what I'm trying to say. Where there's where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like there's some smoke here. So yeah, I, I, I'm no not more can be said aside from that. Like if you got if you're losing Steven Spielberg, well that's yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I mean they they have the same problem with Solo. They have the same problem with um with Episode Nine. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just there is a problem. And the problem needs to be addressed. I think I guess the the guy to do it right. Um, that's my opinion. I, I really don't know what happened to Kathleen Kennedy. I think the problem that happened with Kathleen Kennedy is that she was given too much power. George and, Lucas effect. Yeah, the George Lucas effect. Exactly. Um, you know, I always remember that uh, that that bit in that documentary with George Lucas after he saw the final cut of episode one. And, uh, and when... He said, "It's like I might have gone overboard in some of this stuff, and, you know, with, with some of this stuff." It's like, it, yeah, it's. I, I think that she was great at the role she previously had, uh, which was an executive producer. But now, being given this power is just unlimited, unlimited power. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, again, this is all speculation, but in my opinion, if you ask me, um, that's what's happening. Uh, Joel, the other big announcement that we have Star Wars related is that, uh, like I mentioned, Star Wars The High Republic, which is a new property going forward. Uh, Skywalker stock is, do is done. So this is a brand new property set 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Um, they gave us lots, lots of info. This is going to be a, a multimedia event. So there's going to be comic books, books, games, movies, possibly TV series. We don't know. Um, but it, the next step in Star Wars, man, uh, is a, it's, it's cool that they're actually just going back to, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the old Republic times. Uh, but not far enough where it's completely disconnected from uh, from from you know the the canon uh, the of Star Wars. So interesting. Uh, some of the designs look really good. Some of the some of the stuff that the uh, that the writers are writing on the boards is a little bit concerning. That I that I gotta give to the man babies because I saw dissection videos of stuff that's written on the on the board like no man. Or diversity and these things, right? And and that's annoying and it's stupid. Um, give fans what they want. I know that they want to rebrand Star Wars into these this you know uh, uh, gender neutral thing, and that's awesome. I I actually, I actually absolutely like that a lot. But thankfully, that's the series is gonna be uh, is gonna be that they're gonna have you know stuff for adults. Stuff for you know young adults, stuff for teenagers, and stuff for kids. So so they're they're expanding this new uh, properties in for everyone, and I think I think that's a pretty good idea. At the end of the day, you know, even though I have my concerns, um, but yeah, what do you think? So I think the timeline is perfect, Obed. You know it. I know you're not 
fond of them going to the old Republic timeline. I they're not going much, too far. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. So, old Republic would be like thousands of years, right? Yeah. Like that would literally be like right, 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 earlier years, right? So basically, after old Republic, they win a war, right? And then the we have a season of peace and prosperity, right? This is that time. This is that golden age. The golden age. Wars, yeah. Where there's not really, like where Obi-Wan talks about slightly, where it's like they were the ones running stuff before Palpatine comes in and starts to slowly creep through and rise his plan up, right, for the dark side to, to rule again. Um, but between this time, of course, there's still an enemy, and that's what they have in the synopsis when they were marketing this, like, look, it's a good time. It's a, dark, it's a good time and everything. It's not a dark time at all. But, like, there's still something that, of course, will always try and, and, and combat the light. There's still some type of, um, you know, foe and, and, and dark force to be faced. But, um, you know, looking at the timeline, I think it's great. It's 200 years uh, basically before the Skywalker saga. And um, High Republic, does this mean that this is going to be the stuff that they begin to um, push on us for movies and television? Uh, maybe. I mean, there, I've read many different things. Believe what you will on the internet, but it's one of those things where, like, they've said, you know, whatever um, game that's going to come out next and whatever books are going to come out next for Star Wars are going to be indicative of where the Star Wars franchise is going to go as a whole. So if that's the case, then that would mean what they're doing here is for sure the future of Star Wars all in all. Um, doesn't mean that they're going to adapt the exact stories of what's being done in the books. I don't think they would do that. That's not the Star Wars way anyways. These are supposed to be side stories. But there's points to it and there's things that um, may still uh, carry over. But it really comes down to how much this is going to be embraced, right? Like Star Wars fans will definitely get their hands on it. Star Wars always, always sells. But how much will it be embraced is, is a tough place to be because to your point, Obed, when people are catching that you're, you're doing things to try to um, maybe try to make it uh, come across appealing, it's actually becoming unappealing for many people because it feels like you're not trying to say, put on the board, make a good story. You're putting on the board check marks, right? And yeah. I think it comes across very <clears throat> unorganic. It comes across very... Um, like, like the, almost like we, if we don't have a good story, that's fine. It almost sends that message, right? If we, if, if, if it's okay, it's fine. As long as we hit these points, that's what will measure our successes. And, uh, yeah. that's a concern. I, I would definitely hands as well. Right. Organic, um, just good stories represent many things Correct. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very important to, you know, put story in, in the center. Yeah. You know, you can come up, create the story, make the story something that's compelling, and then work in other things, if if that's the case, right? Uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it'll, it, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, uh, I can't wait to see uh, some of the, like I said, some of the, this, this designs are, are phenomenal, dude. Like some of the, some of them are really good. Uh, so I, I'm I'm really interested to see what's going to come out of it. Um, I would love to see you know a, a, a couple movies based on on this. Maybe you know do this and do like future Star Wars. Like after like again, this is this is like phase one of 
yes. you know, whatever the future of Star Wars is. Yes, so this doesn't mean that Star Wars is going to get stuck 200 mm. years before Phantom Menace. Um, in my opinion, what's probably going to happen is that it's, it's, it, we're going to get this first for now. This is going to go on for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, even not even, not even when this is done, uh, we'll probably get something like past the Skywalker, the Skywalker saga, you know, into whatever comes next. Like, I don't know, a hundred years after you'd rise of Skywalker. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what we get the, you know, whatever, you know, broom kid, and whatever Jedi were trained after Ray's gone and, you know, passed on her knowledge and, and have them go into, you know, hijinks and adventure. So, yeah. Uh, again, if, if they stay true to the signs and the, and the stories are good, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be okay. I do have, again, have my concerns, um, but this could all be alleviated if uh, what we were just talking about previously yeah true uh then we 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 don't have to uh be worried about it so um one last bit of star wars news joe before we we take a quick break um there uh was a a, an out of nowhere announcement that uh uh, jd dillard is working on a star wars movie uh it's unclear if it's gonna be a a a motion picture uh, or is it gonna be a, a um a disney plus exclusive film uh, rumor is that it's maybe a Lando spinoff. Um, that should be interesting. That's pretty good if they can if they can bring uh, you know Donald Glover back. That would be awesome, and uh, have him do Lando his way. That that's it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's going to be more and more leaning towards a Disney Plus movie, not like a feature film movie. Which is still fine. That's great. It's a smaller right? project, yeah. Yeah, like I think that's still great, and I think that. Disney Plus is a great opportunity to do that because if if the Mandalorian is indicative of live action smaller scale Star Wars, then I'm fine with more of that kind of stuff where you just round out in about you know two hours or or, or maybe even less a nice uh, adventure that takes place in the Star Wars galaxy, whether it's with characters we know or something completely new. But yeah, if it is like a Lando thing, fun, cool. If it's just something else, that's fine. But but I mean, there's just no way to tell, right? Like this, this director, um, it sounds like uh, this person that's working on started writing this, at least at this point, you know, it, it seems like his so more Luke of his are working with him as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's, they've worked more on smaller things. So I wouldn't think Disney would give a large project to someone with smaller experience. It's probably something that's safe. Correct. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back. And we're back. Joe, real quick, before we move on into, into gaming news, um, we talked about last week that the Batman suit was revealed uh, in, a, in a very dark, not, you, you can't, couldn't really see a lot of details, uh, sort of like a, a test shot, basically. Um, but then <laughs> right the next morning or the next you know, afternoon, we get uh, a full leak of, of what the suit looks like um on daytime which is very interesting like seeing a, a batman during daytime uh it, again this could be shot and and then the movie may be able to they they may do the 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 thing what they did with uh mad max where the the nighttime scenes were actually filmed during the day they just basically adjusted 
you know, tint and all that. So maybe they think they're doing something like that, but it's an interesting suit. It's an interesting suit. Uh, I don't know if I'm not sure if I love it. I like it, but I'm not sure if I love it. I love how, uh, you know, how homemade it sort of looks like. Uh, I like that part of it. And, and I appreciate that. Um, uh, the cow, I'm not selling the cow. The cow looks weird to me. Uh, fun part, kind of like a, like an Adam Westy sort of thing going on. Yep. Uh, it's a very interesting cow. Uh, but the suit itself is, it's cool. Uh, I mean, no cape though. We're assuming that they're going to CG the cape in. Uh, yep. But yeah, what do you think, man? It's, it's all black, um, which is good, right? Cause many of us were concerned or, you know, well, not concerned, but just curious rather like we'll have some blue cause you couldn't make it out in that video. We'll have some blue in it. Maybe we have some more gray in it, but it's a really a black suit. Um, you know, very, very armory looking suit. Uh, has some nice little gadgets around it that also gives you more of that homemade look to it. Agree with you, Obed. The cowl was a big question mark. If you remember on the episode before we got the teaser, I was like, look, how's the ears going to be? The shot of the head, it, it reminded a lot of people, of course, Daredevil and, and the way the helmet looked from that standpoint. It does mm-hmm. look a lot like Daredevil in that sense. It looks like a, a helmet you would wear when you're riding a motorcycle, which is what he's doing in this, in this picture. But um, but it just doesn't have like I'm used to. I guess the more um, muscular definition that's usually um, chiseled into the helmet um, that that it has just very rounded on the front uh, on the cowl. So um, yeah, you know we'll, we'll see it in action. But I'm I'm surprised because I didn't know what we get. But what we're getting, I'm I'm not angered with. I think it will be a nice nice time. I think I really think we're in for a good one with this actor as batman i think many people are going to be surprised at how much they like him um compared to all the negative uh you know comments that they had beforehand yeah yeah i think it's gonna be all right so yeah it looks it looks fine uh you know but again uh, the cowl i'm not a big fan of but uh but the suit itself looks looks good so i'm bored and uh yeah we'll see i mean they they may adjust you know uh the cowl to something else hopefully uh <laughs> Uh, moving on to gaming news, and uh, let's go ahead and go back to Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to our friends at Electronic Arts. Yay. <laughs> so um, in today's episode of EA, What Are You Doing? Um, there was supposed to be a Star Wars game that, that would have come out last year. Uh, that would have been a, a spinoff of Battlefront. Is gonna, it, it was supposed to be like a smaller in scope open world action adventure game um, based on, uh, I guess just spun off of battlefront two and that was canceled. So yeah, um, <clears throat> they couldn't, I guess the, the project, they couldn't meet the deadline and they just straight up went and canceled it. It's like, so they, at this point they've canceled more star Wars games that they've put out since they've had the license in uh, back in 2013. So, so this comes down to the whole thing of like, how hard is it to make a Star Wars video game, right? Like, I mean, you know, they they the last Battlefront game to me wasn't a ter- terrible game at all. I've enjoyed playing it. You know, yes, it, we talked about the issues that went on before the game came out and, and early release, which was yep. fixed. I mean, so dra- quickly, it wasn't even that long uh, after the game was was really fixed, but. Yeah, man. Like, how hard is it for them to put something out or commit to something within a time frame? 
It's like, is there a management issue here? Is there a creative issue here? So many questions I have that that just, I don't know. I, I I'd be flabbergasted if I'm sitting at the top going, "Wait, we're canceling another one of these? Like, do we need to do this?" Yeah, and they can't. I mean, they they canceled a high profile project that was that Amy yeah. Hennig project that that was happening. Uh, then that moved on to another studio. They canceled that one as well. Weird. And now they announced that this project was also um, canceled. So I am very disappointed. Yeah. Um, apparently they're working on two more games. Uh, one's confirmed to be a sequel to Full and Order, uh, and the other one's a smaller scope uh, adventure game of sorts. Uh, we'll see what that is. Um, but I don't think there's going to be another Battlefront coming out because we've been getting con. We we're gonna there's another update for Battlefront coming out, dude. It's adding new blasters. Yeah, a new yeah. a new uh, uh, Imperial class. They're add they're they're adding a lot more stuff, dude. So you know they're gonna keep that game as a platform and just keep adding content and have people coming back in. Uh, you know, game that you can buy for like ten bucks right now. It's crazy. And then you still get all this content. It's nuts. I, I'm talking about a good deal in gaming right now, man. That game. Like, sure. pay 10 bucks, get all that content. That's awesome. So, um, and that's including the single-player experience, which is fine. You know, it connects, uh, you know, The Last Jedi and and, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and The Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and it also connects uh, Return of the Jedi with uh, um, Force Awakens. So I mean it was fine. It's it's it was a, a an enjoyable experience. Not wasn't necessarily groundbreaking, but but I enjoyed it. Um, but the multiplayer is just fantastic. I mean this game I keep coming back yeah. to it. Yeah, I haven't played in a couple of weeks, and I, I do have the itch. So I may I may just pop it in this weekend and, and just check it out. And I know it's still very active. Uh, so I I you know looking for the opportunity to go back actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, more disappointment from EA. They are moving stuff around. Criterion is getting uh, Need for Speed back, and they're concentrating uh, the efforts over at Ghost Games, which they uh, renamed uh, to uh, their old studio name. I forgot what the name was. Um, into fixing um, the engine, to fixing uh, Frostbite, because they put so much so much money on that. Uh, of course, we know that. Fallen Order wasn't even done in Frostbite. It was done on uh, UE4. So, yeah. There we go, EA. Good job. Uh, on some other brighter news, Joe, Platinum Games, they're actually, they announced their first self-published project, uh, and it's only uh, called Project, G- project GG. They released a trailer. And from the looks of it, it is a Ultraman type of action game when where you're a dude, kaiju come in, dude turns into giant dude. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, Hideki Kami is directing. Uh, you know, it's Platinum Games. Of course, I'm gonna go check it out. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of that trailer? That trailer was pretty cool. It was short, it was really- short and sweet, right? Yeah, perfect teaser, sweet, um, nice design to it. A lot of looks like it's something that piques my interest, you know, like it's the dog and all this. Like, it's great, man. I, I, I'm a fan. That dog better be your companion, man. I know. <laughs> dog better be your buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. And that's uh, uh, on top of that, you know, the wonderful 101. Uh, they they oh, had yeah. that Kickstarter out 
Uh, they surpassed their goals with like crazy numbers. Um, and it's coming out uh, for PS4, Switch, and PC on May 19th. Uh, so that was a Wii U exclusive game, Joel. Yeah, yeah. So I may grab it on the Switch. I heard, I heard really good things about this game. Uh, this game is, of course, a, a spiritual successor to the Beautiful Joe games that came out for GameCube. So I um, wouldn't mind checking it out on the Switch for sure. Uh, last game I got from Platinum, uh, it, uh, Astral Chain was just so good. I really, really enjoyed that game on the Switch. I mean, even for a Switch game, it looked okay. It's funny because you, you would play it, but then I would switch back uh, between that and, and Battlefront. <laughs> and, and it's you can't even, like, like, the Switch is trying, right? But you can't even compare it with a, with a standard PS4. It's nuts. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm happy that Platinum Games, you know, they uh, they're 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 out there and they're doing their own stuff now. Um, I I'd hope that one day we could actually see what was that game that coming that was coming out for Xbox One that they canceled. Uh, that ev- everyone was pissed about. <laughs> oh man, I forgot what that game was. Uh, the one with the big dragon. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Um. Hold on, we're gonna fact check. Scalebound, scalebound, yeah, the guy. yeah, 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 yeah. I would like to see that game finished and released, yeah, yeah. even if it's not on Xbox, released on something else. Uh, that looked interesting. It, it just looked like it was gonna run horrible on Xbox One, but it was unfinished. You know what they showed, right, right, uh, wasn't really? wasn't final product. So um, I would have given given them a chance for sure. Uh, Joel, the last bit piece of news that I have here, uh, and in my opinion, it's pretty, pretty big. Uh, Phil Spencer was out there again talking about the Xbox Series X, and he basically dropped some, uh, some knowledge, uh, some official knowledge about the console. Um, 12 teraflops, which is what I said last week that that leak had. Uh, variable rate shading. Um, so I'm going to go through the buzzwords that they announced, right? Yeah. Uh, and explain what, what all this stuff is. So the 12 teraflops, of course, of course is math calculations uh, per second. And that's, you know, what allows you to have uh, those 4K 60 frame a second graphics. Uh, you know, uh, that this basically... The, the the heart of the system uh variable rate shading is um is a is a, is a technique that you can apply on some video cards where uh where you can adjust the the quality of of the rendering on certain things like if you um if you have a cutscene between two people talking uh you can focus uh more power into them versus the background uh in essence so um so that's that uh, hardware accelerated uh, DirectX ray tracing. Um, of course, you know ray tracing is the next big thing on um, with gaming. Um, that is real time uh, ray, uh, ray uh, light ray simulation, basically. So it's it's supported. Um, they already said that the PS5 will support it as well. Uh, this is a very GPU intensive process. So. 
the 12 teraflops will definitely uh, um, are beneficial. It was beneficial to um, the ray tracing. Uh, quick resume for multiple games. So quick resume, it, we already have it on PS4 and Xbox One. It works okay. doesn't work too great. Uh, Switch, on the other hand, quick resume is seamless and perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the Vita. Man, the Vita was like that. You would pause a game, just just put it to sleep, and and then you come back and you swipe back in and you're you're in. Um, that was like life changing, dude. On the Vita, especially when playing something like Persona Four, that was like a very long, and you don't want to go back and load. I would just pause it, put the Vita to sleep, man, and then come back and and I'm right there. Um, and and I do that on the Switch too. So. Uh, it works seamless, so uh, I'm hoping that this feature is going to be widely available, not just on Xbox. Oh so, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, and smart delivery, smart delivery being a a, a a marketing buzzword for buy once, keep forever, sort of thing. Um, this is not confirmed that all games will have this feature. So basically, I buy Halo Infinite. On Xbox One, I can use that copy on uh, on Series X. I can use that copy on whatever comes next. I can so I'll keep that copy forever, basically. Uh, so at this point, Joe Gaming is not looking back into going crazy with fancy um, proprietary architecture, and they're going to stick with x86 uh, for the foreseeable future if if you know if not the rest of of time <laughs> until like cloud gaming is actually a thing so yeah some some cool stuff there from uh from xbox Joel, what do i think yeah i think this is a really smart marketing a move for for them you know keeping xbox in the conversation by putting out some harmless buzzwords harmless um descriptions this is not super in-depth at all um, just gives us a clearer look at, at some goals and expectations for the console from release. And I don't think these are any oh, any over-the-top um, expectations for them. It's exciting. It's it's stuff that definitely um, will help sell the console right from now where people say, oh, my goodness, look at this. It it, ha- it can do this. And, you know, it's it's got 12 teraflops. And, you know, you know that how that whole conversation goes. Um but you know, having this this marketing uh, is, is super smart. Um, you know, I, I really can't wait to see their full on um, when they finally have an event where they just go crazy of just showcasing everything. They have games running. I can't wait to see what they have in store because when you start pulling out big boy stuff like this, you start talking like this, you better show up for sure. I, I just yeah. not to compare it to the past, um, but I do think, and it's not. It's not entirely um, on point with this, but it, we'll, we'll get there. But basically, like when you look at like the Xbox 360 launch, and you look at the Xbox One launch, right? I rem- I know that like those were marketed as really powerful consoles, and then you look at like the struggles that they had early on. You know, Xbox 360, the Red Rings of Death. You know, Xbox One. Remember, they shipped with the Connect at first together. And the the connect was literally killing the Xbox. It was just didn't have enough power to run both. Some some of those stories. Yeah. I mean, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. It's like it's almost like after that point in time, 
between the Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Like there's a issue of, of power with their consoles. It's almost like they, they took their focus from, hey, let's not put out these these crazy games. Let's make sure that our console actually works. <laughs> and then we'll focus on games. And in turn, it's like now we've got good consoles from them. Like I can't knock on the stuff that they have out now. The Xbox, you know, Series X, um, you know, coming now to the latest. It sounds like it's gonna be another um solid, powerful machine. But it's like almost like they they've had those those past failures, and it's almost like now that's that's where their mind is at. Like, make sure we just don't have a red rings of death or you know, something yeah. that just can't handle. But I can't wait to see it running when they actually have like full on presentation showing it in the in the moment. This is just now pre-hype pre-marketing yeah yep um they've also confirmed the zen 2 cpu with rdni2 um and they're still saying that you know this will support 8k and up to 120 frames a second so they're they're still claiming that uh does support hdmi 2.1 so yeah this is a a a, a, a say future ready machine uh whenever 8k um, actually becomes a thing. I don't know when, but um, it'll it'll probably be another you know two or three years until AK starts catching up. Um, but they'll be ready. And yeah, I think that overall they're doing a good job with messaging. Um, I saw a bunch of uh, PlayStation fanboys just asking. I was like, "Where's our stuff? Where's our stuff?" Let's just you know yeah. be patient, guys. Whatever you know, it's it's not. This is not a. It's not a. a this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. <laughs> and at this point, how things are going, Joel, I don't know if these consoles are going to be even released this year, uh, with you know uh, coronavirus and all that. So we shall see. Yeah, but, yeah. But from what I've seen uh, so far from Xbox, it's just is very impressive. I mean, I gotta give it to them. Um, you know, uh, there's a. There was a, a small article um, this past week about the PS5 controller that uh, is going to have sensors that are going to that are going to measure your heart rate and measure uh, your sweat on your on your hands. I so remember that. I do remember gonna, that. It's going to measure how sweaty you get. It's going to detect if you have Cheetos hands. Um, and and they also said that um, the uh, the triggers. Uh, on the uh, on the PS5, are not going to be mechanical. They're going to uh, use like magnetic fluid, like sort of like what uh, cars with like dynamic dampening use inside the shocks, where you can you know either stiffen or soften uh, your ride. So that's how they're going to do the adaptive triggers on the PS5, uh, which is interesting. I think that control is going to be like a hundred bucks. If you ask me, it's a pro controller, basically, at that point. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Xbox is being very clear on their messaging. messaging. Uh, they're very clear that backwards compatibility is a big deal for them, and, and forwards compatibility is a big deal for them. So I uh, can't wait to see what Sony has to say, maybe in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Because sure. GDC and PAX and all these things are getting, like, people are canceling. You know, I don't, I don't think we're going to have a great year. I don't know if, e, if E3 is going to even get canceled. The Olympics are going to cancel. Everything is canceled. But <laughs> at this point, we don't know, right? So, um, so we will have to see if this disease is contained and hopefully... 
uh, it'll it'll be done sooner than than rather than later, of course. Um, but yeah, Joel, that's uh, that's what we got, dude. If you don't have anything else or any breaking news, go ahead and go that's- sleep. Yeah, for sure. Guys, thank you all so much for listening again to this next episode of No Low Time. Oh, but I predict by our next episode, we're going to have some next-gen news again. I think there's for sure going to be some more stuff coming in the, the right. pipeline. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, with that being said, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to our show, iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify for the podcast version, YouTube being for the video version. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Go ahead and follow at No Low Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also want to invite you all to send in any feedback, questions, comments. We welcome it here. Send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. And uh, we may even discuss it here on the show. But again, thank you all so much for following us and staying tuned with us. Our next episode will be coming in next week. We'll see if my prediction comes true. If there's some more next-gen news, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You next episode. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time.